With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Well, good evening. My name is Reverend Ernest Miller out of Baltimore, Maryland. And this show is about prayer and healing. I do the praying, God does the healing. Today's date is 5 8 17. 5 8 17. As usual, if nobody wants to want to be prayed for anything like that there, I try to talk about things that I know or what God has shown me, and I feel that if God showed it to me, then you need to know it too. But, you know, everybody is controversial about different things and stuff like that there. So I just go ahead on and talk, and I feel like this here. If you feel that um, you need to have prayer, just interrupt, that's all, because the show is about prayer and healing. It's not about me trying to explain to you why the fools out there are acting fools. So, but again, I have the same problem I have every week. Uh, anybody there that's listening? Yeah, Mello, we hear you. Okay, good enough. I'm on the air then. Because <clears throat> I just switched this over and cut it off. Because it says if I cut it off, everything will, be, will go back to normal. So, I don't know what they call normal here. I done sent them all kinds of requests. I think I'm going to get out of this one altogether. Because it don't make no sense. Well, anyway, <clears throat> like I say, if you need prayer, my number is 410-385-1231. That's my home number. If I'm not home when you call, leave me a number. I'll call you back. That I promise you. I'm not like other reverends got it. You got to make an appointment or... I'm hiding and don't want to do this or don't do that. I serve God. God put me here for that purpose. Whether I like it or not, this is what I'm going to do. Because in the long run, I got to leave this world. And I got to walk up there to that throne. And I want to go up in there tap dancing and shuffling. Everything you see him doing in church, that's what I want to do. I don't want to be going up there to that throne trembling and shaking and saying, oh, boy, did I do this, do this. I, I'm going to do the best I can, Dad, and the best he can say to me is, you tried. But you know, all your life, you live your life. And I never I never quite got that thing in there where it's a vanity of vanities, where everything you do is vanity. But now I understand it. I got something in my throat, I guess, maybe because I turned the heat on. It's 
cold down here. But I understand it. It doesn't matter what you do. But it does matter what you do. And let me explain that. It matters what you do for God. But it doesn't matter what you do, period. Uh, I, I accomplished this, I accomplished that. that ain't, that's not it. Because no matter what you do, what you gain, or what you got, you're leaving it. You're leaving it behind. You're not You're not going to take it with you. There's no way. I, I kind of looked at my parents and my aunts and stuff. There were kids fighting over the money and stuff like that there. And they, but they, like with my aunt, they would not help her. She could hardly walk. So every day she has, has these two ladies coming over there, and they were stealing checks from her, writing checks for themselves. So I, I got into the picture, and it cut it out. But then I put her granddaughters in there with her. Both of them drug addicts. Big mistake. I gave my aunt $900 that night. She was broke that morning. I asked her, what happened to your money? I, 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 I said, okay. So I went down on the corner and I asked the drug dealers, hey, did A and B come down here and buy drugs from y'all? Well, I said, I'm not going to lock you up. I just want to know. They said, yeah. I said, they give you 50s, 100s? Yeah. I said, okay. What they were doing was beating her up at night. I'm thinking they're taking care of her. They're taking care of her, all right. They're beating her up. But she couldn't tell her because she knew I wasn't standing there. They were. So when my sister and them came to town, I asked them to go stay with her rent-free, which they did. I said, you don't have to buy nothing because I've taken over the money, and I buy the food and everything and whatever else she needs, she gets. I didn't. I had um, what it was, something they call it, where a power of attorney or something like that there. I didn't mess with her money, not one penny. I told her, you got this, that, and that in the account. I said, just do your account like it is. I say, but if you need money, let me go get it. That's all. And when she died, she left everything to me. Well, the granddaughters took me to court. <clears throat> and she, she had me in the will for the, to get everything, house everything. Cause, but the granddaughters took me. To, they said we are the grandchildren. My mother died, and now my grandmother died. And he's gonna walk in there and take everything. So the judge said, "Well, young man, why do, why do you think they're not entitled to nothing?" And when I told the judge what they were doing, <laughs> the judge told me, "If you don't get out this court, I'll have you arrested." He said, "Whatever that lady left to you is yours." And she banged that hammer down, and I got everything, you know. But she had a will, and she wanted certain people to get money. You know, she left money to people that, that really did her wrong. Not the grandchildren. The grandchildren didn't get nothing. But the other two people that were skimming her, she left them money. And I could have challenged them because since I was, the legal heir and everything. I knew one of them still owed her some money and she wanted me to give her. I could have made that even. But I said, no, that's what we'll let it be done. But what I'm saying is that we don't know when we leave it here. Not even me. <clears throat> I lay down some nights. I, I got pain in my chest. 
I said, y'all come and get me? Nope. <laughs> All right, see you in the morning. And sometime I find out that it's gas. I ain't no gas can mess you up that bad, but it, 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 it'll make you sit up at night and look around like, say, okay, who's stabbing me? You know? But the thing is, I realize, can't nobody kill you unless God says so. And when God says so, then that's it. It's over with. Hold on for a minute. But the thing is, God is the only one can do something to you or allow something to happen to you. Now, the devil can contend with him. I have a right to that person because they haven't did A, B, and C. And sometimes God has to back down. But you know, you should never let nobody have control of you. Nobody. Only God. Only Jesus, only the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm hearing a noise, but I realize that when a policeman stop you and he's trying to take advantage of you and stuff like that, they get out the car, he's taking control of you. And I'm not saying don't don't obey him, but a lot of people ask the police. What are you pulling me over for? Change your attitude. I was a policeman 43 years. Change your attitude. Your attitude decides whether you were going to get a ticket, whether you are going to go on about your business, or whether we were going to sit there and be rocking and rolling on the ground. I come up to a man one day in the car. The man said, why you got your hand on your pistol? <laughs> I said, until I see both of yours, that's where it's going to be. He said, well, here they are. I said, there you go. I said, now, with the other one taking let me have your driver's license. What are you stopping me for? I said, follow what I said to you. Let me see your driver's license and registration. Let me, let me tell you something that's not written, but it is written as a law. When you take the test, you have to show proof that you are a licensed driver that you have insurance. You have that. You, you say, I don't have to show that. Yes, you do. You in, you in a car that says you have the state of Maryland license plates on it that allow you to drive that car. And in order for you to drive that car, you got to show that you are a driver. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. You know, I don't need to tell you what I pull you over. Produce the documents on command. That ain't the law. Look it up. When you first take your driver's test, that's one of the things they go to you. They say, make sure you have your driver's license with you at all times to identify yourself. The car don't have to belong to you, but all they're saying is that you need a license to drive that car. If you don't drive it and you got a suspended license or no license, they can lock you up. Now they got a, they got a right to deal with you. But they got to check you out first. It's called probable cause. But people want to argue with you. I know my fifth man. That's why you get your head busted up. You know, you know too much. I had police pull me over. I don't say nothing. Good morning. Good morning. I passed one of them at 120 miles an hour. <laughs> and I didn't get a ticket or nothing because of my attitude. 
And when he pulled me, he said, you know you were doing over 100 miles an hour. I said, yeah, and you were cheating too. He said, how was I cheating? I said, because you're supposed to have them big headlights up on the top of that car there where I can see you from a distance. I said, but you had them little flat ones. And I thought they were bicycle racks until I passed you. And he bust out laughing. He said, well, I ain't going to cause you no problem. He said, I just want to know if the car's stolen. I said, no, it's not stolen. He said, you have a nice day. Hey, you know, you, 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 you can make somebody in your house mad by your attitude. What I'm saying to you, I, I put a, a thing on Facebook. It says, you do not need a license to serve God. And it has some more stuff up under there and everything. But I was telling them about going to church, still pay your tithes, go to church and everything. But you don't, if God calls you, you go. You don't worry about what man say. You go, God call you. Well, a guy, after I wrote all that guy say, God is in the trees, he's in the air, he's in the sky, he's in your house, he's in that. And I'm saying to myself, what is your point? You know, I see why people say, watch how they interpret something. All I was saying is, you need a license. You need a license to fish. I was telling the young lady today, don't you know they would have locked up Jesus because he had no fishing license. None of them. They, they need a license. <clears throat> Let them come down here now and go down there by the bay and stand on there and and, 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 and rake in some fish. And how many rockfish you got? You ain't supposed to catch no more than two. I got about 50 here. How many? Where's your license? Uh, what, what kind of, what are you talking about? Lock him up. That's how man wants to control everything. That's nothing but the devil. You can't build a bathroom in your house without going to get a license, a license to build something you already own. You can't do nothing. You can't. They, they, they get you on that. They get you on your taxes. They tear your hind parts up. You don't. You don't get nothing. You know. You know. It's, it's pitiful. You get a dollar and you get forty cents. I worked one time for two weeks. I made $4,000, even, right right on the head, $4,000. When they gave me my check, I had 1980 and the government had 2020 I asked my boss, who worked? Who from the government worked? They just bust out laughing. So we learned how to get around it. Don't work so many hours. But I'm saying they take, they take, they take, they take, they take, they take. And in the last, 24 years, 25 years, haven't nobody given you nothing. Your first tax break is getting ready to come up and out there protesting. It's for the rich. Who do you think you work for, the poor? How stupid can you be? You don't work for no poor person. Ask Mr. Jobs if, 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 if he's poor. Ask all these other places, are they poor? These are the ones that got the money that hire you. If he's rich, I get a raise. But no, nah, it's for the rich. They're already rich, fool. They're already rich. They're not. They're not asking you for nothing. Now you got you pay thirty five. They say you pay thirty five percent. Trump's trying to put it down to fifteen. I hope he does. I hope he does. And our governor just gave us a, a, a thing where. If you made fifty thousand dollars, 
you can write off fifteen thousand right off the top before you even file taxes, even though you paid on fifty. That means you're gonna get more money back. Then if then if Trump knocks it down like he said, that's even more. That means now you can you can maybe pay your mortgage out, maybe buy that car you couldn't get before. Stuff like that there. I don't know why it's so many stupid, ignorant people. God was right. Die from lack of knowledge and ignorance. Ignorance is an is a, is a ignorant thing because you ain't willing to learn nothing and you don't know nothing. But yet you're going to have your mouth in it. You got, you got all these colleges and stuff teaching these young kids dumb stuff. They out there protesting. I looked at there when the man asked to say, what are you? What is it that you're protesting about, about Donald Trump? What did he do? I just don't like him. So, I, I, I asked. I asked a question the other day. What is it that the Russians did to mess with the election? Nobody is saying nothing. They're not saying they mess with the ballots. Or they hacked in, or something like. They don't even. They 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 fishing. They say, well, we got one guy fired because he 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 talked to the Russians before he got elected. He didn't tell that to Trump. So what? I bet half of them ain't telling their wives they got mistresses. I bet you that. So it's just like in the Bible when the the high priest. brought Jesus in, and he said he was the son of God. He said, what more do we know? We need blasphemy, blasphemy. And ripped open his clothes. Look in the Old Testament. It said it is a sin for the high priest to rent his clothes. That means tear him up. But yet right in front of Jesus, he did it, and calling Jesus the blasphemer. He's supposed to be a man of God. But Jesus already had told him, say, you're not, you're not, you're not, from God, you're from, you're from Satan. You, 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 you're his children. That's what he told him. We, we follow Moses. He said, No, you don't. If you follow Moses, you would have been glad to see me. But they got, they got these people that's in power. That for themselves. That's what they're for. They're for themselves. They don't care nothing about you. And here you are, just arguing and fighting trying to uphold them. So if they are the children of Satan and you're joining in with them, what does that make you? I'm a Christian. Take another look. Satan can be a Christian. Sure he got, I, I'm sure he got some Christians sitting up in the church there doing witchcraft and voodoo and all that stuff, and they're sitting right next to you. Women practicing witchcraft sitting right next to you. You even get up and go up to church there, first thing you do is go up there and put your hands up in the air. It's called surrendering. You're surrendering. If that man got any demons, he got a place in your head, so he anoints your head. But if he ain't right, that ain't the anointing of God. That's the anointing of Satan. He put a demon on you. I saw a man one night put demons on people. I had, I knew a girl that was handicapped, crippled, and couldn't talk. But somehow she told her mother, don't take me back there. Don't take me back there. That man was putting demons on He was from Africa. He was putting demons on people left and right. 
and the people kept telling me, uh, Reverend Miller, come up here. He wants to pray for you. I said, I ain't going up there. So why? I said, I don't want to see him dead. I don't want to see him. God wasn't going to let him touch me. And he was there for three nights. And on the third night, or the second night, I asked the Holy Spirit. I said, he's going to call all the men up, all of them. I said, I got to go up there. What do I do? He said, go up there. He'll never touch you. He will never touch you. I went up there, and he had all the men lying around the altar. And he would have to come to his left if you're looking out. And I was to the left. I would have been the first one he had to come to. <coughs> and he had it all in his hand. He said, I'm going to anoint everybody. I'm going to anoint everybody. And he started towards me, and he stopped. He said, well, it's just too many of y'all tonight. He said, so I'm just going to wave my hand and pray over everybody. I said, go on, Holy Spirit. You're bad. Because <laughs> I don't know what God showed him, but he sure didn't want to come down on that side and touch nobody. And he didn't do it. But he was placing on demons for what they call a revival. He was doing it for three nights. The third night, I, I do believe if he had touched me, he would have died. He said, well, you think yourself that? No, 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 no. God thinks that. I don't think myself of nothing. Anybody that knows me know I am just about the most humblest guy you can be when it comes down to God. I don't try to exalt myself. I just try to protect myself. I've made a lot of friends in the course of years, and all just about all of them, except for a handful, turn out to be my enemies. But they come to you. They, oh, they come to you. They they're so friendly. They do things for you. They want you. They want this and that and the other. And when God get ready to expose them, you find out that they 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 ain't nothing. The worst thing you can have. As people that know God. Let me say this to you. You're saying, well, I got to go to church. The pastor knows God. Yeah. Is the pastor right? Is the pastor sleeping with the congregation? You don't know. Or do you know and you ain't saying nothing? When God said come out from among them, he's telling you, when you know that stuff ain't right, don't keep sitting there. Get out. Get out. I was in a church full of witches and warlocks. I, in fact, I was the only one, I think, that was there other than that young man that came in there that was right. Even the girl told me, she said, if you knew what kind of church this was, you wouldn't be here. But they couldn't touch me. They couldn't touch me. I finally left. Every time I got dressed to go there, my spirit was, it was all like I was draining, like I, I, I don't really want to go, but I'm going. You know, and but I had, God has put me there to learn. I, I learned, believe me, I learned. But I was still gullible because I like people that, that could go in the spirit. I like people that was for God, that could talk to God and everything I wanted to hear with the Holy Spirit. Man, I found out they ain't, they ain't a bit more got that. They, they, they got a spirit, but it ain't holy. Well, I guess you got two types, Holy Spirit and unholy spirit. So, you know, and it's hard. And I, and I, I say to you, 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 whoever's listening to this show, when I put them on them things, even with me, listen to me, but don't trust me. Don't trust me. You ask God, is that man 
Is that man right with you? Is he one of your servants? See, when Elijah, the first one, when he when he was around, those people knew God had picked him. Even all the prophets knew that he was the head prophet, and they knew God had picked him, and they had no doubt. And that's what you got to get in your mind, and that's what I'm working on. The people that I'm going to make friends with from now on, hey, ain't going to be no doubt about them. I ain't going to say I won't pray for you. I ain't going to say I won't talk to you. But I ain't going to never let you get close to me. Not no more. Not no more. I had enough. God just showed me I had enough. And I say to anybody, listen to me carefully. Elijah said, if I be a man of God, let fire come down and devalue you. And before them men could open their mouth, they were gone. Next one come up and said, the king said for you to come on down to his house. He said, oh, man of God, he said, if I be man of God, let fire come down and devalue. They were gone. The third one came up, fell on his knees and said, have mercy and spare me and my men's life. He said, the king sent us to ask you to come down there. He said, spare our lives. He said, we know what happened to the other two. And the angel of the Lord said, go with him. And he went down. He told the king, because you were trying to take and send over to Beelzebub, the guard guard over there in Akron, Beelzebub, where you're going to live or not. He said, I'm going to tell you, God said you're going to die. And the man died. The man died. <clears throat> Why do you think God burned him men up? He burned them up because there was no respect for his prophet. There was no respect for his man of God. He didn't say he was. He, he said he was a prophet, but he he was called a man of God, and they showed no respect. Then you had the other one. Elijah, and he's he didn't come from some place, and he's walking home, and daddy's all these these mobs come out behind him, said they were children or whatever. Hey, ball head, hey, ball head, hey, ball head. So he turned around and looked at him, and he cursed him. And they said two bears came out, two she bears came out of the woods and killed forty two of them. I don't know how many it was, but I know 40 of them, 42 of them didn't make it back home. And the bears didn't bother him. Definitely didn't bother him. I'm sure they were close to him. But the thing is, what I'm saying to you is this. God, if I be a man of God, let fire devalue you. If I be a man of God, make them respect me. That's what God, that's what Elijah probably said. And I bet you next time he walked down through there, I bet you when a word ball here being said, I bet you everybody kept their mouth shut. But there was a lot of mourning. And people sometimes say to me, you're a man of God. I, I say, I'm a servant. But I'll say this, if I be a man of God, leave me alone. 
leave me alone. I will put that warning out there. You can run your mouth. You can say what you want. Whether you like me or dislike me, I don't care. I serve God and only God. That's what I live for. That's what I'll die for. I'll die for my God. I'm not worrying about what you can do to me because no matter what, even when my sister was in an accident, she said she was laying in the ditch and she was on. She said she came out of her body and was floating up in the air. And she said while she was going up, God, please give me a second chance. She said, and, and her spirit turned around and went back down into the body. And her husband, who was standing there, they were standing no more than about 15 feet from her, did not see her until after she went back in her body. So that tells me, even though you killed this body, I'm alive. I'm probably better off, like Paul said, to be with Jesus than to be down here. But again, I have to do, I have to do some work. I have to do things that God has told me to do. You know, He's telling me to do this and do that. I pray with people. I pray with people on the street. I, I walk up to a person in a minute. Excuse me. And are you in pain? Yeah, my knee. I said, you believe in God? Yes. And the thing is, it's how humble they are. They, they I'm walking with a cane and two braces on the leg, and they submit. It's almost like the Holy Spirit is is there. Well, I know He is, and it's like if you want this blessing, you better stay still. And when God when God takes and heals them right there on the spot, they can't believe it. The man had his hand all bandaged up. I told you last week it was all bandaged. He moving his wrist around. It's it's all kinds of things. People call on the telephone. A buddy of mine just called and said his his granddaughter was in the ICU and she couldn't breathe and everything. Now they sent her home and they had to curl her back because she had a slightly reaction. They curled her back and they gave her some more medication and sent her back home. And she's getting well. She's getting well. But we got a, a bad, uh, what do you call it, pollen problem up here. I wash my car up in the daytime. It's shining like brand new money. Come back out the next morning, it's green and my car is black. That's how much pollen is on a car. But above all things, above all things, stop worrying. If you can't do nothing about something, why are you going to worry about it? You can either believe it or don't believe it. One of the two you're going to do. It's just as easy when you're in pain to say, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And to say, oh, Lord, oh, my God, this hurts. This Either way, you're going to say something. Understand, you put out a negative thought, a negative thought come back. You put out a positive, you get a positive. God is positive, the devil is negative. And what the man said, there's a yin and a yang, opposite. Words are spirit. Words are spirit. What do you mean by that? Words. You speak a word, and you can speak it into existence. If you don't believe that, I bind this up in the name of Jesus. Why are you speaking it if you don't believe it? I rebuke you, Satan. Why are you saying it if you don't believe it? Learn God. Let God be your boss. Let him be your father. Let him be your love. Let him be everything to you. And he said, and you ask and you shall receive. But I, it's just, it's just, it's just like a parent. I said before. 
she's standing there cooking, making cookies, and they're all nice and hot up on the plate. And the little little man standing there looking at her and looking at the cookies and looking at her and looking at the cookies. You know what he wants. But she say, until he asks, he ain't getting it. He's got to learn to ask. Mama, can I have one of them cookies, please? Boom, he got it. But as long as he don't say nothing, he can look all night long. That's the way the parents are. This is your earthly parent. What do you think your daddy doing? Ask me. Tell me what you want. That way I'm justified in giving it to you because everybody else heard it. So with that in mind, my time is up. I'll see you next week. Y'all have a good day and stay out of trouble. Goodbye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.